that. Well, I am so excited today. Um, on Friday, uh, we had Pastor Stephen from uh, Uganda uh, sharing with our School of Ministry students, and we invited others to come in, and we opened up the doors for that, and others came in, and, and uh, I'll tell you this, when I was there, man, my faith was encouraged, it was challenged, it was stretched, and I believe that today um, that yours is going to be as well. You know, a lot of us are trying to muster up enough faith right now for our team to win this afternoon. Come on, somebody. But as I was listening to him share his stories that this man had to muster up faith to stand and literally in the face of death multiple times. And God has spared him time and time again so that he could do the work that God has called him to do uh, in this great country. And I believe that today, if you will open up your heart and you begin to receive something, because as I was listening to him share on Friday, um, I was sitting there, and, you know, we're starting our series on faith, and I thought, you know, I could get up and I could preach about faith, and I got some faith stories, but, man, how much better would it have to become a, uh, have a man of God come and literally impart faith into our spirit? And uh, he has written a book uh, right here, and we only have a couple in the back, and, uh, but I want to encourage you that um, if you are touched today by what, what you hear and what God does in your life, I want to encourage you to stop back there and check out the resources that he has available. He has some books available as well as some CDs and some other materials with the ministry um, that he's a part of. Um, and I want to encourage you to stop by there because I know that um, not only will this resource you, but what you pay for it will help continue the ministry they're doing over there in Uganda. And so it's our privilege and, and it's our honor to have our first ever, come on somebody, international ministry come and share, come on at Urban Church. Would you give a big uh, round of applause to Pastor Stephen Kouisa? Amen, amen. Oh, Pastor Ben, I'm so delighted to be in this house of the Lord. I'm so grateful for this wonderful day. I am so happy to be in this city, San Diego, California. Uh, my name is Stephen Kawesa. I'm from Uganda. And uh, I came in this part of the country... Because uh, mainly my brother, Chris and Nancy, whom I met some five years ago when they came down to Uganda, God is a miraculous God. From that time on, we became acquainted. And I have been visiting them for the last three times. And when I came here in California this time. And Naomi, the mother of Ben, we are great friends. She has been to Uganda nine years ago, some seven, eight years ago, something like that. She came and stayed for six months, taught in the Bible college with her late husband. And I am so grateful that when I came in California, as we are chatting on Facebook, she said, hey, can you come and visit me? I said, for sure, I can come and visit you. You know, I told Chris, Chris said, yes, that's wonderful. Hey, can you come and speak to our Bible college students? I said, of course. <laughs> and, you know, th things lined upon each other. And that's how I am here this morning. I am so grateful. Uh, just a little bit of history. 
I got saved in 1973. By then, I was 15 years of age. You know, it's very important to remember the Lord, your God, when you are still young. It pays a lot. With how many people live years of wasted years? But I'm thankful to God. I got saved in that that year, which was not an easy time in our country, Uganda. That was during the Idi Amin's time. To some of you who don't know much about our history, Idi Amin rose to power through a military coup. He was a Muslim. And when he came into power, he started doing funny things which brought our country into tears and pain for many, many years. And one of the things he did was to close the churches, especially the Pentecostal churches, Seventh-day Presbyterian, all those. And then he moved forward to hunt those who were found disobeying his decree. And anyone got what uh, you faced death. Many prisons which were really not prisons like here in the U.S. but real dungeons put in there with all kinds of torture, cutting off your, your nose, taking out your eyes, cutting off your ears, cutting off your leg, cutting off your arms. All those kinds of torture took place. And by the time you die, you're already a dead person. So thousands died in that kind of life. But here I am, as a young man, and many other young men who got born again in such a state. Well, at first I, you know, because if you are out of something, you really don't know what is inside of it. Until you get in it, that's when your eyes become open and you realize the fact, the truth of it. So I didn't know much about churches being closed and all that. And as a young man, why should I pay attention to that? But when I, again, I got born again in this home church, then I discovered that these are the churches which they had closed down. And every time in their prayers and incessant prayers you had people crying to God you know for mercy that the time will come that the church will open again 
and then time to time, time after time you had to go in different places different locations and that's when my eyes were opened but that didn't quench my faith that didn't set me back that let me live this kind of things but thank god there was a fire which was kindled in me the fire which god set in me and many other young men and that fire swept through us and we started evangelizing in the time of persecution and the hand of the almighty god was upon us miracle after miracle wonder after wonder happened in our services fold us whenever we went christians we saw how god can save someone from the furnace as we read daniel chapter 3 when nebuchadnezzar had made that gigantic huge image and when he commanded everyone to worship it and whoever disobeyed faced fire but you know what one miracle from god one man one woman who has faith in god you can change the history of your family you can change the history of your city you can change the history of your country as we have been singing right there right in this room there are men and women god is calling you to change the history of your people yes we can do it because if we didn't do it i wouldn't have been here today but because the lord did it for me and for us we are here and today uganda has a different history among the many miracles which really happened which i want to share with you a little bit you know time and again idi amini soldiers hunted us and there was you know when you are going through something and it doesn't seem that there is any kind of change we prayed we climbed the mountains i remember there was a year which i spent whole year and some young men with us never slept in a house but always we were up there in the mountains or on side of lake victoria praying and interceding that god may change our country 
And there was none, one night which I particularly remember. We were about five young men of us. And each one you had to go in your closet. Get in your bush. Start interceding. And as I was crying, shedding tears. That night I remember they had arrested one group of Christians. They found them praying and crying to God. They entered in, they, they, they started shooting in the air in that building. And they destroyed a lot of stuff. And 40 of these men, men and women were arrested. They were taken into a very big, like a grave. It was so huge. They put them down there, about 15 feet down. And then they put on these huge lights. And you know, when you are down there, no window, no door, and the heat is right on you. You can imagine that kind of life. And then when I got, we got that message. We knew that the time is ours. So I was right there crying to God. And I felt that I was losing heart. My faith was failing. I thought, I thought that this is the time to give up. The voices of the enemy, which had passed men into many people to come to talk to us. Because many people came and begged us, Can you, can't you keep your faith right in your heart and just stay in your homes? Does that, doesn't that work? But no. In us, there was a fire which we couldn't keep to ourselves. So I was there crying and I got into a trance as I was like sleeping and I got this beautiful dream. A vision came to me. And I saw myself standing in a very huge church. It was so nice. With blacks and whites and all kinds of Christian music. And people were worshipping and dancing and glorifying the Lord. And the power of the Holy Spirit was coming down. And the voice told him, Steve, what you have seen is coming. The day is coming, Idi Amin will be no more. And my church will arise. And from here, you will go into Africa and other nations to preach my word. I came out. I just repented. I came and told my brothers. We were so grateful that night. I knew that we are on the right course. Sometimes you may be going into a very difficult time. And yet you see that you are reading the Bible, you are praying, you are doing everything. But the more you are doing it, the more problems you are getting. 
Let me tell you what. You don't see him physically. You don't feel him. But let me tell you, he is right there. And he is more than able and willing to see you through no matter what you are going through. My brother, my sister, it is not time to give up. It's time to arise. After that, what next? In that very week, when I had just received that dream, uh, our sisters, as they were passing these barracks of soldiers, one got arrested. Others ran. And this sister, she was called Pros, she was taken into this army barracks. And right there at the quarter guard, as you are entering in, there was a small room. This one who ran away, they came that evening and told us what had happened. We prayed, we cried to God. And the, the voice of the enemy were saying, she's dead. How is she going to come out? But let me tell you what happened. When she was put in that small, small room, there was, she told us there was blood on the floor. And this soldier ordered her to undress herself. As she was trying to undress herself, and when this soldier and others she was trying to come in and rape her. And she believed that even others were ready to do the same. But as this soldier was advancing and starting to unzip his trouser, a very big star came and stood a heavenly star came down with very bright. It was so bright. And when, do, when this soldier saw that, instead of advancing and others, they just ran away. But this girl, you know, she couldn't run away. The star didn't go. It stayed there. She said it was big as in the size as a, you see the moon. And its light filled the whole room. And this girl, she was there, speechless, trembling. And then, there went, one soldier came slowly to see what is happening. And instead of harming her, told her, Dress yourself. Leave. Go. The girl dressed herself and she ran. Does God perform miracles? 
The answer is yes. Is the days of miracles over? The answer is no. We are living in great times where God is doing great and incredible things. We give the glory to the Almighty God. Then it did not stop there. One of our Christian, a lady, she was about 40. She was moving around 8 o'clock in the evening. And all of a sudden, a vehicle stopped. During that time, time and again, soldiers could pick anyone at random. That happened a lot. And there was places which were very much well known. Today we have a place, in those days it was, called, it was a kind of forest called Namanvi. Today, it's a big factory area. Pepsi Cola and all that. It has changed. But in those days, they killed thousands of people and threw them right there. If you, your loved one disappeared, those are the places you had to go and look fast. And you had to be very careful. If you, but because if they got you there, you could not escape. So they arrested this lady. She was called Eva. Eva was taken into this Machindia barracks. It's called, the name is called Machindia. And she was put in a prison where she found a lot of other ladies. And where she found ladies who are just skeletons. They can no longer speak. They are starving. Some they had cut off their ears. Some they had cut off their nose. Some they had taken away their eyes. And this lady, she was put right there. She was there four days. And on the fifth day, they got about 20 of them. They were taking them to kill them and they put them on the truck. And that she was there crying and we were, there, we were praying and interceding on her behalf. And when they put them on the truck, then a very heavy storm came. And this soldier didn't take them. They left them on the truck but for them, those who had some strength, they felt refreshed because of the rain. And they had a chance to have some water. And they were taken off and put back in the prison. On the seventh day, instead, they commander of that barracks came and said, today I'm pardoning all of those who are still alive. She was among them and she was set free. 
as we are right down the church praying, here she comes. She was like a skeleton, but she was alive. And we gave the glory to God. Things after things after things happened. Then the time came when the rebel groups and all kinds of opposition groups gained power to fight Idi Amin. And as the war, the war was going on, the war started right from the border of Tanzania, if you go on the map. Because Tanzanian army and the other armies gave in support to fight this man. And as the war was going on, three of the soldiers came to me. And they said, Pastor Steve, we know you. We know how your God is so powerful. Time and again, we were sent to kill. But every time, God stopped, stopped us. And one time, we came, we, we reached right the yard, and as we were advancing, then we saw the building which you were in surrounded by angels. And these angels, each one had a very long sword. And they were surrounded with light like fire. And each one of us saw that. And when we saw that, each one of us ran for his dear life. Can you please pray for us? We don't want to die. Even a very terrible terrorist does not want to die. I led them to salvation. They accepted Christ. I let them kneel down. I laid my hands upon them. I saw the power, the grace, and the love of Jesus Christ. Who takes a sinner to that extent and reach him, reach her with salvation. And the time came, Yidi Amin was overpowered. The man who said that he was the life president of Uganda. God said, you are not the life president. He was kicked out of power and he ran, ended up in Saudi Arabia, where he lived over 20 years and something, and he died there. He never stepped back in Uganda. So, when Idi Amin went, we rose out of the underground church. We started going in full swing to evangelize our country. And 
Well, though Idi Amin had gone, peace didn't return right there and then. But there was no more persecution for the church. More and more groups started fighting among themselves. Until Museveni came to power. Our president is called Yoweri Museveni. But even when that guy first came, we thought that we are going back to square one. Why? Because we knew him as a Marxist. A man who has Lenin, Chairman Mao, ideology. A man who has all his models from Castro of Chuba. And his first year, he was leading the country into Marxism. But let me tell you what, brother, sister. What will change the destinies of our countries? It's prayer. When my people, Second Chronicles chapter 7 from verse 14, when my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, repent of their sin, turn from their wicked ways, I shall come down and heal their land. It's not by complaining. It's not by murmuring. It's not by becoming so angry against the presidents and all political leaders. It's by prayer. Seeking the face of the almighty God. And the good Lord who is seated on the master's seat. He will come down and save our land. That's what it takes. A man, Museven, who was a Marxist. God turned his heart. And in his reign. The church has received freedom and gained ground than in any other history of our country. As I speak today, Uganda is a population of over 30 million people. But it's estimated that 8 million of those belong to the Pentecostal movement. They are born again. Our organization called Uganda Christian Outreach Ministry has today 140 churches around the country. And other organizations, they have more churches. Places which look far away to reach. You go in there. You find 
born again. Even if there is no building, they are under the tree, worshiping and glorifying the Almighty God. You travel around the country, you will not fail to find a crusade going on. Every month, we pack up our trucks, vans, take taxis. We go down there in those villages which had lived under bondage, under witchcraft, which had, had lived under the scary of sorcerers and witch doctors. And we stage a crusade in the name of Jesus Christ. And you see hundreds of women, men, and all children coming to Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. It is happening. Idi Amin had declared Uganda as an Islamic state. But God didn't allow him. Today as I speak, it is Christ who is taking over the country of Uganda. It is not Islam. And we see time and again, Muslims from all kinds of background embracing the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some they come knocking on our doors. The Hajis, pastor, pray for me. I need you, Jesus. Today, we have pastors, those who are imams. By imam, I say, those who are pastors to the Muslims. Those who are leading the masses of Muslims. And now, they are leading masses of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. My brother, my sister, my appeal to this young church is this is our time. This is our day. This is your time. This is your day to arise. Come out of your comfort zone. Do whatever you can do for our Lord Jesus Christ. When I look back 38 years ago, I do not regret, but I thank God that he brought me out there and I look forward to the future and I know that my future is great. Why? Because my Jesus controls the future and when I look forward, I believe in the name of Jesus to take more territory in Africa. We can take Africa for Jesus. We can take the United States for Jesus. We can take Australia. We can take Europe. We can take any continent. Why? Because the one we believe in is greater than any other power, than any other demonic force, than any political force. Father, my brother, my sister, we can do it. Yes, we can. When you looked at us in the 70s, when you saw how we were, you could not believe that because of the way how we looked, impoverished, very poor. 
But the one who was in us, he was so powerful, so rich. And today, you come to Uganda, you see the church not as it was then. My brother, my sister, let the Lord do what he wants in your life. If you have never known Jesus Christ as your personal savior, can you leave this room without him? Give him a chance. I gave a chance to the Lord. I have a Muslim background. My extended family are all Muslims. My grandpas on either side were Muslims. My grandpa died at age 44. He left 37 children. My father was the youngest. And because he was the youngest and five others were taken into other homes. How he, that's how he escaped Islam. But even though he escaped Islam, the spirit of Islam did not leave him. He married many women. And he got that of us. But do you know what? I thank God. I defeated that spirit in Jesus' name. And today I am always a witness to my cousins who are Muslims. I have won some of them. And many they have not yet come, but I know they are coming. You know what? When we gather on our family reunion, which sometimes attracts more than a thousand people, yes, one of, one of my uncles, by the time he died, he, was, he had 50 children and 300 grandchildren. He died 15 years ago. Now how many grandchildren are there? For just, just one. But you know, when they gather, it's me the pastor to open up. And when I start, I stand to pray, I don't pray in the name of Allah. I don't say, Allah! Achbar. No. I said, dear Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, we have gathered in this place. Oh God, I want you to touch every soul which is here in the name of Jesus. Come and be our master. Yes, I pray. And you know, when we close the function, because Ugandan is a very religious whether, you know, they are not born again, any kind of gathering, whether Catholics or Islam or what, the thing, the first thing, they first pray. But do you know, after the end of everything, then these people, the Muslims, are going to flock to me for prayer. I'm sick. I have this. And I don't call Allah. I call Jesus. And I pray that, Lord, manifest yourself 
to this man, to this woman. Let him know you. I don't fail to say that. And today, in my church which I am pastoring, I have over 50 converts from Islam. They are treated born again, fully baptized in water, and fully baptized in the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, we need each one of us. You need us, we need you. Let us join together and win our world. Come to Africa, come to Uganda. Chris and Nancy, they are coming in June. Join us. We don't know what the future holds, but we know Jesus has given us this opportunity. We take you to Rwanda. The gospel is wide open. The president of Rwanda invited Warren to come and pray for his country. The president gathered his people in his, the biggest stadium. And he made sure that every one of his ministers was there. And that man knelt down as the man of God was praying. You move to Burundi, which is the next country. That president is fully born He's the only president in Africa who goes out on the streets and preaches the gospel. It's happening. We are in southern Sudan. We see people who are beaten up for wars after war. They are starting to arise. And after many years of fighting, just a month ago, the southern Sudan descended away from the north. It's now an independent country. Those who fought, they fought because of Christianity. The north is Islam. They were oppressing them with their, with their Islamic faith. They resisted that. And after many years, God answered their prayers. We went in there when the war was still going on. And we have seen God doing incredible things. Incredible things are happening. And may the Lord bless you as we are raising up to take the world for Jesus. We don't have many years. Jesus is coming back soon. But when he comes, will you say, yes, Lord, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the, the race. 
will, be, will you be anxious that you are going to receive a big crown because of the work you did for Jesus? That's what the Bible says. Daniel chapter 12. And those who shall turn many to righteousness, they shall shine like stars forever and ever. May the Lord bless you, Pastor Ben. Thank you. God bless.